Hello, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the significant and yet strategic choices you can make, I can make, we all can make in order to become the best version of ourselves. My name is Dr. Michael Brown. I am the host of Three Words, and I am so pleased today to have for the first time ever here as a guest on this podcast, a dear friend, an entrepreneur, a leader among leaders to have this very important conversation with us today. And that is none other than my friend Ryan Snow. Ryan, thanks for being here on this episode here in our studio. And I would invite you, as I often do, with our podcast guests, what are our three words for today? The three words today are solve the problem. Solve the problem. Now, if there's anyone I would want in this studio with me today to actually talk about solving problems, my friend, it is you because you are a brilliant thinker. You have so much to offer into the conversations we've had. We have actually problem solved together in a variety Mm -hmm. of organizations and just in our connection here in Northwest Ohio. So if you would be so kind, just to even, because I know you have your own definition for a problem, as well as just some introductory thoughts as we begin this conversation. Yeah, you know, when I think of problems, uh, you know, a definition, a working definition is, is the situation or a matter that that's unwelcome. It's it's harmful. It's needing to be dealt with, and it has to be overcome. Whether mm-hmm. that's in a relationship, whether that's in our organizations, in our businesses, it's something that's an obstacle from us accomplishing, achieving, or moving the mission forward. Yeah. And so for for me, those are sometimes people problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are uh, strategy problems. They're system problems. And the reality is in leadership, in business, in organizations, uh, they're everywhere. And, and I think a lot of people tend to be problem avoiders mm-hmm. rather than people who want to address problems. And, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit. And, and we would say that a hundred percent of people are problem spotters. Yes but not necessarily problem solvers. And so that's what we're talking about today is how do we actually begin to be problem solvers? Right. And what I don't want to do, particularly in this very challenging time within our country, within our world, I'm hearing more and more of this notion of, you know, this isn't my problem or that, you know, this particular situation is not my problem. Imagine how history Mm. would be different if we would have had people jump in and say, you know, let's help solve the problem versus saying, That's not in my yard. That's not in my world. That's not in my neighborhood, but actually thinking about this notion of solving problems. So I know that for you, you actually have thought through kind of a paradigm of how we think about solving the inevitable because you just said it, right? There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be challenges. And so it's easy to point them out and say, oh, this is a problem and this is a problem and that's someone else's business. But just through your own lens, as you are a leader in Northwest Ohio and beyond, and as you have thought deeply about this notion of solving problems, share with us what would be kind of your strategies in solving problems. Yeah, I think of uh, a few things come to mind. Uh, The first thing is identify it. Like really, Mm -hmm. what is the problem here? Name it. What what are we confronting here? Because we we can be aware of them, but we have to identify it first. Yeah. And then I think the second thing is having the courage to confront it. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people detest confrontation. And so I think courage is not just the absence of fear. I think it's the absence of self-protection. I think that we need to courageously confront the problem after we've identified it, confront it. 
I think the third thing is understanding it, realizing that for all of us, everybody who's listening to this, you and I, we are probably not the first people on planet Earth who have dealt with this particular problem. Unless it's COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now now we're all in it. Yeah, you know, we we're are. all in it together. And so I think that even as we're leading our organizations in these incredibly challenging times, mm-hmm we realize there's other people who are trying to do the very same things we're trying to do. So I think there's a, an understanding and and that leads to the next step is I think gathering wisdom from real people who have pushed through or have lived through this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, information, you know, I'm an information junkie. I love yeah. podcasts. I love reading books. I love all of that. I love learning, but there's there's a difference between just knowledge and wisdom. And so I think yeah. wisdom is having what we're doing here, having a conversation with a real person who's dealt with the problem we are we are dealing with mm-hmm. and has pushed through it, has lived through it, has endured through it. Uh, the final thing is I think we have to attack it head on and that takes courage. Yeah. Uh, that takes uh, fortitude to say, I'm going to, I'm going to dr- not only identify it, uh, not only have a conversation about it, but I'm going to attack it head on and I'm going to go after it and, and do that. And, and the reality is, is action will do something. Either it will help solve the problem or it'll create a new one, which then we go back and we identify, okay, now we have to address this uh, new problem. But I think that at times, as it comes to problems, we can, and, and I can find myself at times just cowered into inactivity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that part of solving the problem is we just not only have to address it, but we have to attack it. We have to go after that problem. Well, and ignoring problems... Um, or burying problems or pretending they don't exist. We don't live in reality. I mean, they're there. And so it's easier that way because it doesn't require courage. Um, it doesn't require the hard choices to simply say, you know, I see this thing there, but I'm going to pretend as though it doesn't exist. Now, this might be true in our organizations. We're talking about leadership in the context of organizations, but also as well within our families and mm-hmm. within our friendships and, and even the problems that we face as human beings personally. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I think you've said this, that we need to have a healthy relationship with problems, that we normalize mm-hmm. the fact that life is hard, that we normalize this notion that life is difficult and challenging and is full of problems and that we would be at some level comfortable with just saying, yep, this is another challenge, and another problem that has come up. But like you said, we don't like conflict mm-hmm. because if I'm going to solve a problem and call out a problem and identify problem and all the things that you've just talked about, I'm going to probably have to say to individuals or even to within my organization that there's some things we've been doing wrong Mm -hmm. or there's some things that we need to improve upon. And that's going to require personal ownership. That's going to require humility. Um, But I think as well, just this notion of problems are here to stay. We're never going to be problem free. Right. Um, and so I think just to be able to look at them and normalize the fact that on any given day, there's probably a problem in my life that shouldn't be ignored. Now, there may not be quick solutions, right? There may not, it may be a long term kind of commitment to solve a particular problem in a relationship or in an organization. But just the fact that we would say together, and that's why I love this conversation on our Three Words podcast, because we're all about choices. We're all about intentionality. We're all about maximizing every moment so that we as humans, as well as our organizations, can become the best versions of ourselves. This conversation, my friend, is so important. So if you would be willing just to even talk more about this idea of having a healthy relationship with problems, normalizing it, obviously you've given us great five great steps from identifying it to attacking it and all those steps in between. But 
you would agree, right? In the sense that it's hard. We feel like when a problem emerges, that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And you're encouraging a healthy relationship with problems. Yeah, I, I think of, uh, when I think of problems, I think that engaging with them is evidence that I care. Mm-hmm. It's evidence that I'm invested. And I think sometimes, you know, nobody in, a, you know, in an organization, in a marriage, as a parent, doesn't matter what season of life you're in. Nobody wants to be that person who's walking around being the problem finder. Um, but I think that there's there's an aspect where the fact that I am investing thought, that I am investing courageous conversations, the fact that I am uh, even bringing things up that may be uncomfortable within an organization, within a relationship, within a friendship, uh, within a leadership team, I'm bringing them up not because uh, you know, I, I'm here to have this perfect yeah. solve, but I'm bringing it up because I'm invested. I'm engaged. I care. I want to see what we're doing go forward. I want to mm-hmm. see uh, this relationship be healthy. I want to see our organization thrive and flourish. And so I'm going to, I'm going to step in and as you're saying, embrace the problem, which is you know, that's what you want in your company. That's who you want to be as yes. a leader. You want to be somebody who embraces the problem, not because, you know, you're miss, Mr. or Mrs. Negative, but because yeah. you're saying, no, this this is evidence that I'm I'm invested. I care. Well, and even to get really personal, I mean, um, as I think about COVID-19 and I think about a global pandemic, as I think about um, systemic racism and I think about these things that you and I care about, our right. families care about, um, we don't want to punt it down the road. We want to actually, we're invested because, and, and I find this even when we talk about systemic racism, unless you actually know someone or hear a story or engage with someone who has an extraordinary story to tell, it's almost like it's not my problem. And so why would I try to solve a problem that that either isn't perceived as real or even doesn't touch my life? Or COVID-19, you know, until you have someone who's really sick that you care and deeply love about, you may not be as invested in solving that particular problem. And particularly for our family, the Snow family, the Brown family, we've adopted you know, children of color right. uh, into our families. And so we feel really personal because we wonder what their future will be like. And so there is a certain amount of investment that um, we share together. Right. And I'm just thankful for our friendship and our family's friendship as we think about those things. But that's really so insightful for you to share that in many ways by pointing out problems, by actually engaging in this problem solving process, it comes from a deep place, not of cynicism, but of compassion and of care because you could be quiet. Mm. I could be quiet in those situations and it's easier, um, but it lacks the care and the compassion that I think you're talking about. Other things that come to mind as you think about this. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that uh, is wise um, and difficult at the same times is as, as it relates to solving the problem, solve the problem is we have to at times anticipate the problem. Mm. Um, You know, I think in organizations, if you're a homeowner, whatever it is, you, uh, you and I, and and you know our listeners here today, um, there, there's there's a health and there's a wisdom to anticipating problems and realizing, you know, it, it's just wise to get in front of them to be as you and I have talked about in previous conversations to be proactive. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said, I've heard you say to me before, people lack two things. They either lack proact- being proactive or perspective. perspective. And I think there's just a power as it relates to our problems of being proactive 
you know, men and women, that we would get in front of some of the problems that we see. I mean, when you purchase a home, what do you do? You get a home inspector. And what do you want that person to do? Not tell you how great, you know, the painting is, not tell you how they like the floor. You want them to find every problem before you invest into that. They're doing their job for that. So I think in our lives and our organizations, get out in front, play that home inspector role in your life, in your marriage, with your kids, in your organizations, yeah, in your yeah. business. That is good leadership. Yes, it's not easy. No. Yes, you don't want to know that there's a, you know, a crack in the foundation. Mm-hmm. But if you're buying that, if you're invested, you want to know the problems because you care. And so I think that be a person that anticipates them. The, the best way to solve them is get out in front of them. Yeah. But then after you purchase the home, even if you miss that crack in the foundation, there it is. And you're not going to blame and you're not going to complain. You're going to own the problem because now you actually own the house (laughs) and you're willing to jump in there and say, you know what? It is what it is. And and this is what I have purchased. And I'm going to actually get my hands dirty and continue to really figure out how to solve the problem. I'm learning a lot from you, Ryan. What are other thoughts you have in regards to this regard? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, just to reiterate the one thing, I think we cannot be great leaders and avoid problems. Mm. Um, I think that problem avoidance is always going to be destructive in our marriages as parents. Um, you know, you've been in those situations where everybody else knows, uh, you know, a set of kids and you're like, do the parents know that their kids are behaving this way or mm-hmm. they're dealing with this? And it's like, sometimes we just, we can have, you know, our blinders on. And, and I think that we need to invite uh, other people, other voices. Uh, you know, that's why we do podcasts like this to just yeah. say, hey, you know, don't avoid the problems, address them, especially for the things that you care about, especially for the things that are closest to your life. Invite that conversation, embrace it because you want to see relationships healthy. You want to see yeah. your kids healthy. You want to see your organizations, your businesses flourish. And so dealing with the problems is the, is not just uh, something we want to do when they come up. We want to, we want to anticipate and we want to get out in front of them. We want to pursue them because we care and we want to see the, the relationship, the organization thrive. You know, even as we wrap up this conversation, one thought that comes to mind, Ryan, is this notion not only of identifying them, solving the problem, but even inviting people to speak into our lives and actually saying to them, are there problems you see in my mm. life? Are there things that you notice about me? Again, this is scary. It's courageous to actually, because again, sometimes I don't know about you, but when I look in the mirror, even as a life coach, I can spend time with individuals and very quickly diagnose and give tips on what could really be helpful to help them become, you know, more productive mm-hmm. or more positive or even better versions of themselves. But yet when I look in my own mirror, I, I can be blind. And so even to be able to say on a regular basis to those within our community and those who we trust, what are problems you see in my life? Because again, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say, what, I, what I'm taking away from our conversation is, I want to be in, for lack of a better term, a friendship, <laughs> a relationship with problems yeah. because I might as well, right? They're there. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to, to, to interact with them freely without feeling threatened, without feeling offended, without feeling terrified because we want it to be normal, like a normal relationship, but also to be solved. And to really be dug in. And so that's what comes to mind as I think about it personally is coming back to this notion. I want to solve problems out there. And that's typically what's going to happen is, is people listen to this podcast. They're going to be thinking about all the problems that they should solve. 
But what I never want us to say again, after listening to these few minutes in this conversation, listening into or watching this conversation, is that this thing, this thing, this thing out here, it's not my problem. Mm. That's your yep. problem. Yeah. You know, again, I don't think that embodies the best versions of ourselves. It's to be engaged and to be connected to human beings. And even if they're experiencing a problem that isn't your problem, it isn't touching you, mm. i.e. COVID-19, i.e. systemic racism, whatever the case may be, why wouldn't we want to lean into that and say, let us together solve the problem? So that's my suggestion. That's my recommendation based upon what you just taught me is that we would do exactly what you said, identify those problems all the way down to tackling them with the intention that problems are always going to be there. But in our world, particularly now, there are problems to be solved. So listeners, if you are joining us today, I would encourage you to take my dear friend Ryan Snow's advice and commit even beginning now, today doing an inventory of the world around you or even within your own life with the help of community and begin to solve the problem. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.